This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by ExpressVPN and by Upstart. Our episodes lately just seem to get bleaker and bleaker. I mean, we're in a back alley right now. <laughs> and, and by lately, I mean like roughly the past, I don't know, five years, but especially the last year and a half. And look, it's not our fault. We don't make the news. We just read it and then tell you about it. And try to joke about it, but, uh, you know, the past year or so has been uh, pretty serious, but uh, whatever. Yeah. But having said that, this first story today is uh, bleak even by our standards. So it kicked off earlier this month on the Reddit forum r slash QAnon casualties, an especially bleak subreddit where users post stories about family members, close friends, and even spouses destroying their relationships by just going down the conspiracy rabbit hole and coming out like a totally different person. It's basically a support group. Yeah, and due to the level of anonymity on Reddit, there's of course the possibility that some of the posts might just be creative writing exercises. And a recent post in QAnon Casualties seemed so outlandish that as soon as it started spreading across the wider internet, people accused the writer of being a liar because surely this couldn't possibly be true. Quote, I survived the Stoneman Douglas school shooting and my dad is suddenly convinced I'm a liar and part of a false flag operation. Which is insane, but apparently this story is true. Vice reached out to the writer and verified their identity as a survivor of the Stoneman Douglas school shooting and spoke to him under the condition of anonymity because obviously this guy who survived a school shooting that conspiracy nut jobs say was a false flag operation doesn't want to be doxxed or harassed by those people. Yeah, and uh, they've already shown that they are happy to uh, just butt in on the lives of people who are already traumatized from a horrific incident uh, to make their lives even worse and yes. call them liars. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but anyway, back to that original Reddit post. Let's just, uh, let's just read what this guy had to say. Sorry if this is long, but I gotta get it off my chest. I think my dad has gone fucking insane. It's going way too far and I have trouble processing the last five months. He's always been very conservative, but now QAnon has consumed his life to the point where it's tearing our family apart along with my mental health. Back in January, he saw the video of Marjorie Taylor Greene harassing David Hogg, another student, about the shooting being a false flag operation. And while my dad was already into Q, he'd never gone down that particular rabbit hole, and now he's convinced everything was a hoax, and it breaks my fucking heart. He's done extensive research on body language and claims he can tell the shooter is a radical commie actor who was paid to sacrifice his life in order to remove our guns. He's questioning why they released the interrogation footage if not to further deceive the sheep believing everything they see. He also says the trial will be rigged and the reason they're talking about the death penalty is to prevent him from ever talking just in case. What's really fucked is that he knows I never want to hear about him or see his face ever again. I've been very clear on that and I always leave the room when he starts talking about him. I keep telling him to please, please fucking stop, but there's no reaction or empathy whatsoever. Even burgundy colored t-shirts, what he wore, make me uncomfortable and he used to be so understanding he stopped wearing it around me. That person is completely gone and I miss him so fucking much. Quote, you're a real piece of work to be able to sit here and act like nothing ever happened if it wasn't a hoax. Shame on you for being part of it and putting your family through it too. He'll say stuff like that straight to my face whenever he's drinking and I wonder if he'd still say it if he knew what it does to me. It's bringing back so much of my survivor's guilt and I fucking hate him for it. I worked on it for so long and now I once again feel like the biggest piece of shit for being able to have good days when there are parents still grieving. I can't take more of him berating me and purposely trying to trigger me to see if my PTSD is real or not. He's seen me break down and cry my eyes out multiple times, which I never ever did before. Sometimes I wonder if he's hit his head or had a fucking stroke because I almost can't believe it's the same person. What the fuck is QAnon doing to people? My breaking point was yesterday when I borrowed my little brother's iPad and saw he'd searched for some really bad things related to the shooting. I practically begged my mom to give my dad an ultimatum to get professional help or move out. She's really timid and hates confrontation, so all she said was to try not being home as much and wait it out. I have no fucking idea how to deal with this. It's too painful for me to keep living like this, hearing his name almost every single fucking day and being accused of accepting money to be part of it. Even if my dad magically snapped out of this cube bullshit, I don't think I'd ever forgive him for putting me through this when I was just recently starting to do relatively well. So fuck him for that and fuck QAnon and Marjorie Taylor Greene for ruining my dad. Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, so yeah, as numb as we all are, now to the idea that anytime children get massacred, a decent chunk of society is just going to immediately call the whole thing a false flag operation to take everyone's guns away. It's still obviously shocking to hear that this mentality has infected the mind of someone whose own son survived one of those massacres. 
Uh, it's so shocking, again, that a lot of people called bullshit on it. But again, Vice verified enough details about this person to take them at their word. Uh, using the name Bill, the survivor told Vice, quote, it started a couple months into the pandemic with the whole anti-lockdown protests. His feelings were so strong it turned into facts for him. So if he didn't like having to wear masks, it wouldn't matter what the doctors or scientists said. Anything that contradicted his feelings was wrong. So he turned to the internet to find like-minded people, which led him to QAnon. The article then says, but until January, that was as far as it went. Then Bill's father saw a video of Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene harassing Parkland survivor David Hogg in 2018 while he was visiting Washington to advocate for stricter gun control. Greene has repeatedly voiced support for QAnon and claimed the Parkland shooting was a hoax. He's a coward, Greene told her followers. Ever since then, Bill's father has become convinced the shooting his son survived was a so-called false flag event and that the shooter was a radical commie actor. Quote, from there it snowballed into what he is today, believing that if the government is able to overthrow an election, then everything else is probably a lie too, Bill added. Uh, Bill also said that he's basically too ashamed to even discuss any of this with his fellow classmates. I never talked about it with them. As far as I know, he's only held that belief at least so strongly since January. Our last semester was difficult enough with February 14 marking three years since the shooting, along with emotions leading up to us being the last class of survivors to graduate. It wasn't, and still isn't, easy to bottle up. But telling them my dad thinks the absolute hell we went through, where nine of the victims were in our class, is a hoax, is not a pain I want to put on them. It's difficult enough knowing that belief even exists at all. So what's especially bleak about this is that at just 18 years old, Bill has completely given up on his family and wants to get as far away as possible as soon as possible. Uh, threats to his mother to disown them if she doesn't do something about her husband didn't have any effect. And at this point, his relationship with his parents is irreversibly broken. Quote, he'll never stop on his own because there are always new theories and goalposts being moved. I don't know how to help someone that far gone. My guess is restricted access to the internet and lots of therapy. But even if there was hope he'd eventually snap out of it, it wouldn't change my mind on never wanting to see him again. So it doesn't really matter anymore. I mean, this this is, it's it's bleak. It's, it's sad. And there's... Uh... There's a lot more. There's there's so many consequences to this entire movement uh, for an entire two, three generations of people. I mean, this this guy here survived a school shooting that ended the lives of 14 fellow students and three staff members, and which has led to multiple suicides by fellow survivors. And on top of the survivor's guilt and PTSD that comes with experiencing something like that, especially at a at a young age, his own father believes the most traumatizing moment in his son's life didn't actually happen. Uh, it's easy to laugh at how idiotic QAnon people are for believing obvious nonsense that gets posted to 8chan and spread by social media grifters, but its effect on families of QAnon believers is extremely fucking depressing. And I, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet or not, but uh, was it, Channel 5? Is that their new name? Yeah. Um, Formerly All Gas, No Breaks. Their new video uh, where, you know, their whole thing is letting people talk and just putting the mic there and they went to a, a heavily trafficked QAnon uh, conference and uh, yeah it's, it's it, it sucks to see because these are people's mothers and fathers grandmothers grandfathers sisters brothers yeah and the word like we, we talked about this yesterday before we even you know did the script for weekly weird news but like that's what's like also upsetting about this whole thing is it's like the, these people in their, in a lot of cases, their twilight years or or years where they should be, I don't know, having less stress in their lives have mm -hmm. now completely refocused all of their attention and effort and everything into being angry all the time yeah. and thinking that... Thinking they're part of like this fucking life or death battle for the, the future of humanity when they could be just chilling on the beach. Yeah, I mean, and that's best case scenario, but yeah. like in a, a bunch of steps further than that, having actual real relationships with their children and grandchildren. And grandchildren. There's a, but the, I, I've been going to this subreddit a lot because I, I'm just the type of person who uh, enjoys reading horrible things for fun. But uh, yeah, no, your family's normal. They, yeah. This this, yeah, this is very triggering uh, but, uh, to me specifically. Yeah, but yeah, the QAnon casualty subreddit. It's, it's like full of people that are just like, yeah, my mom is never going to see her grandkids. Like, I, and I've told her, if you keep this up, you will never meet your grandkids. And they kept it up. So now I don't have a mom. My kids don't have grandparents. And they, they literally chose QAnon over their own family. 
And that, no, and that is a very, very frequent thing. It, after the uh, election last year, uh, I believe it was NPR uh, or maybe it was like the New York Times, but it, it was a very lengthy podcast uh, where they actually interviewed QAnon supporters and talked to them about certain dates that had been missed on yeah, their predictions yeah. and stuff. And not one of them said that anything had changed their mind. No. In fact, uh, typically when things like that happen, it makes them dig in deeper. Uh, so... Look, this is bad for a lot of reasons, and like you said, it it is goofy as hell to see an, a, a person who, I don't know, 10 years ago was probably a well-adjusted normal person yeah, that, go completely I, off the deep end. That's what's different about QAnon compared, because like, it's not, I mean, it's certainly, it's certainly full of the types of people who are just always into conspiracies. Yeah. But I feel like the majority of these people, yeah, were like... Completely fucking normal. Like, how do you lose your mind at, like, age 55? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. And it's like, the, that's the thing. is like, however many years ago, it, if you wanted to talk politics with your parents or grandparents, it's like, well, state rights. Uh, oh, Medi- uh, Medicare for all. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. Now let's at uh, least you're on the barbecue. S- you're on the same plane of reality when you're arguing yes, over shit you like cannot, that. Yes, you can't even be around a person who is that far gone because that's all they want to talk about. Yeah. And it, anything that you say makes you... The pariah. And you can't even talk, you can't even like avoid politics and talk pop culture with these people because half, no. half the actors you bring up they think are part of the cabal or have been executed and replaced by clones, etc. And they all have uh, very deep-seated victim complexes because they keep getting booted off of social media or uh, can't wear a mask at the grocery store. So th- life is self-inflicted hell for QAnon supporters. Let me repeat that. Self-inflicted hell. Yeah, you're doing this to yourself. Yes. And for everyone around them, by the yeah. way. All self-inflicted. You've chosen violence. Sometimes literally. It's uh, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Yeah. So, um, anyway, I think we all need a nice palate cleanser Please. after hearing all of that. Uh, luckily, the Olympics continue to be an abundant source of goofs and gaffs. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see the Olympics bloopers on VHS. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> So yeah, let's run down some of the weird and dumb shit that happened over in Tokyo over the past few days. Uh, in terms of broadcasting, I mean, there's always plenty to complain about with NBC and how they do things, but modern American sports broadcasting can at least be depended on in general to uh, not offend entire countries and races with their commentary. Um, the same cannot be said of the broadcasters in Greece and South Korea, who both committed some serious gaffes in the way that they uh, described other countries in this past week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whew. On the lighter side of things, South Korean broadcaster MBC drew some flack for its graphics choices during the opening ceremony. Uh, here's the New York Times. For television broadcasters worldwide, the parade of nations during the opening of the Olympics can be an exercise in diplomacy and global awareness, with media outlets resorting to trivia nuggets, athlete profiles, and geopolitical musings to fill airtime. But one South Korean broadcaster has apologized for its choice of inappropriate images that appeared next to the names of several countries on Friday during its coverage of the opening ceremony. The images drew criticism from viewers who said they were offensive or had perpetuated stereotypes. As the contingent of Olympic athletes from Italy entered Tokyo's Olympic Stadium for the Parade of Nations, the broadcaster NBC aired a photo of a pizza. Uh, (laughs) Okay. uh, Hey, look, it's Italian. Uh, It's the pizza country. uh, For Norway, a piece of salmon. Mm, Delicious. Then there was Ukraine, which the broadcaster reminded viewers was where the Chernobyl (laughs) nuclear disaster happened in 1986 complete with a photo of the doomed power station. Uh, Raphael Rashid, a freelance journalist based in Seoul, drew attention to the images on Twitter. Quote, when Haitian athletes entered the stadium, an on-screen explanation said, the political situation is fogged by by the assassination of the president, Mr. Rashid wrote. When Syrian athletes entered, it said, rich underground resources, a civil war that has been going on for 10 years. For Romania, the broadcast used an image of Count Dracula. (laughs) And for the Marshall Islands, it noted that it had once been a nuclear test site for the United States. When it was Malaysia's turn in the Parade of Nations, NBC showed a graphic with that country's coronavirus vaccination rate, along with its gross domestic product. It's a good thing they didn't show the the airplane. Yeah, that would be the the assumption. Malaysia, like the airline that keeps crashing. South Korea saw the satirical uh, coverage from that South Park episode. And they were like, we should do that. People seem to really like that. Yeah. But uh, that was great when they made fun of Americans. I'll use my credit card. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, not exactly the most charitable way of introducing some of these countries. But, uh, you know, they're limited on time. It's a little yeah. TLDR for yeah. the viewers at home. And, uh, you know, all of them uh, learned a little bit more about countries Explain around the world. Explain Italy to me in one word. Pizza. Pizza, yeah. Okay. No, pizza. 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 They got that. Uh, they can't even build buildings right. Yeah. They got buildings are all leaning. Notorious. For they're building them on the side of cliffs. Building stand up. Their, their cities are flooded. Look, the, 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 yeah. the streets are water. What are we doing? Uh, yeah, so there you go. You get uh, Italy, the pizza country, Ukraine, uh, nuclear disaster country, Haiti, the country with all the horrible shit happening all the time. <laughs> Uh, the photo of Haiti is literally people holding Haitian flags standing in front of a burning car. <laughs> Great graphics. Choice, uh, but guys. hey, yeah, a little bit of cultural sensitivity is nothing compared to straight up old school racism that appeared on the Greek broadcast of the Olympics. Um, brace yourselves for this one if you haven't uh, heard of this happening yet. It's nuts. Uh, here's NBC News. A sports commentator in Greece who made an on-air remark about a South Korean athlete at the Tokyo Olympics that the station called racist has been fired, the country's state-run broadcaster said Tuesday. ERT Television said it had ended its collaboration with veteran journalist Demosthenes Karmiras as a guest commentator following comments he made after Jong Young-sik beat Panagiotis Gionis of Greece in men's table tennis. Asked about the skill of South Korean table tennis players, Karmiras said, quote, their eyes are narrow, so I can't understand how they can see the ball moving back and forth. <laughs> Bro, what are you doing? I got a funny one in my back pocket. I've been waiting, I've been sitting on this one. How could they even see the ball moving? Their eyes are so small. Oh my God. Hey, has uh, anyone ever noticed the eyes on these people? They're uh, a little different than ours. I think I'm the first person to notice this. I'm gonna bring it up on live television. And everyone clapped. Yeah, I said it. I know you're all thinking it. Yeah. They're going to parade me through the streets. But I th he, they might do that, but not the parade that he's hoping for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, in addition to broadcasting goofs, there was also a pretty serious goof on the part of the Olympics itself during the men's triathlon. Uh, I, I wish we could show you the video because it, it is ridiculous. As you know, we can't even show just a brief clip because they yeah. will come after you like, no. No one's allowed to see the Olympics. Nope. Unless they sign up for Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, here's the Associated Press explaining it instead. The Olympic men's triathlon needed to a do-over Monday when a bizarre start sent dozens of competitors into the water only to have others stuck on the dock, helplessly blocked by a boat containing cameras that got in the way. The 56 competitors had taken their marks when the starting buzzer sounded and about half were in the water before the boat moved in, then tried to reverse out of the way. Oh, God. It took about 13 seconds before the buzzer sounded again, signaling a false start. But not everyone heard it, and some kept swimming, sending Olympic support staffers to chase them down with personal watercraft. Some of the initial leaders were 200 meters out before they eventually stopped swimming and came back. Well, we can't catch them. They're athletes. It's like, it, God, I wish we could show the video because it, it's I, like, terrifying looking. There's a giant, a giant boat that's. So they're, they're all jumping off of a dock, and there's a giant boat right in front of the dock. Horizontal to the yeah, dock. Yeah, like, you, they can't, they literally can't jump in the water because there's a boat right there. And then... And then the, the buzzer goes, and they're like, all right, everyone go! And then, uh, look... And then it's trying to get out, and it's like, are you so going to run over a swimmer? That's the thing, the, is the, it's the, like, the reaction <laughs> of this, of the, the guy piloting this boat is just to slam it in it. reverse. <laughs> and so the propellers are just churning up this water, yeah. and it's like, uh, dude like one wrong move and you are chopping up a bunch of Olympic athletes. Yeah, and I don't think they've explained yet how this, like what went wrong here. I feel like it's probably like they- That uh, uh, hair trigger pistol. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, yeah. Whoa! It's basically whoever was like in charge of hitting the buzzer to start the race- uh, Leaned on it. Was unaware of the boat being there or accidentally pressed the button. Don't go near that button. These athletes will leave the second they hear that buzzer. I mean, it sounds like a lot of the athletes were actually okay with it though, because they're like, yeah, it was nice to like warm my muscles up with a little uh, practice run there. Yeah, so that's the, the thing, thing is it's like either like does it hurt their uh, stamina or endurance yeah. versus actually get them warmed up. But either way, it is a kind of an asterisk on the event. Uh, it is. Like, oh, um, yeah, I, I didn't compete to my full uh, ability because I had just nearly died getting <laughs> chopped up by a propeller. <laughs> I was almost made into chump. Yes. Might have done better if that weren't the case. Yeah, so there you go. 
Anyways, moving on now to uh, a little bit of politics news. Yeah. It's been a while since we checked in on Matt Gates. Who's touring the country, uh, yeah. actively moving around at all times. <laughs> it's almost like he's on the run. <laughs> but Le- yeah. He's legally on the run. Matt Gates, the congressman who's currently under investigation for allegedly engaging in sex trafficking of a minor. And, okay, yeah, we did actually talk about him just last week in the context of uh, a guy trolling him at a fundraising appearance in Southern California and also a large crowd of people chanting the word pedophile at him. That, that, that stop was part of his uh, never-ending tour. Him and Marjorie Taylor Greene, the dream team, going city to city, uh, trying to raise money for something, even though apparently they're spending more than they're earning. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. It's very spend, odd. They're spending a lot more than uh, whatever they're bringing in. Yeah, but anyway, in terms of the actual investigation into Gates' alleged crimes, there really hasn't been any developments. He hasn't even been charged with a crime yet, despite his wingman, Joel Greenberg, already pleading guilty to a litany of crimes in exchange for cooperating with authorities. So, who knows what's happening? Yeah, but here's a little bit of an update. Apparently, Matt Gates' fiance's sister, his future sister-in-law, doesn't uh, really care for him. Uh, and recently aired all of her grievances on TikTok, of all places. She is a Zoomer, so this is yeah, it's her yeah, preferred medium. Uh, and so she is related to Palmer Lucky as well. Uh, yeah, she's Palmer Lucky's sister. There you go. Palmer Lucky is the guy who... Yeah, the Oculus, Oculus Rift guy, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's the Daily Beast summarizing what she said. Representative Matt Gates' future sister-in-law appears to have had more than enough of the Florida congressman, posting three TikTok videos in the last two days, slamming him as, quote, weird and creepy, and, quote, a literal pedophile. Ooh. Roxanne Lucky, the sister of Gates' fiance Ginger Lucky, there you go, the Lucky family, mm-hmm. was sharply critical of the congressman and his treatment of young women, saying she unfortunately was not surprised to have learned Gates was under federal investigation for alleged sex crimes. In one video Monday night, Roxanne Lucky told a story about Gates pressuring an older man to court her when she was 19. She called the move weird and creepy and claims Gates yelled at her and her mother and went full lawyer when she confronted him. Quote, I saw the character and type of person he is, and when everything came out about him, I honestly, unfortunately, was not surprised, Lucky said in one video. Uh, Later in the article, it says this. Lucky emphasized that the experiences informing her opinion, quote, wasn't just this encounter with Matt. When she was interning in D.C. at the White House, she said she heard through the grapevine that Gates had a reputation of prowling after college girls when he's a grown man. And to me, that's just kind of weird. There's two sides to every story, and I acknowledge that, she said, but this is what I experienced. Lucky seems to have sided quickly against Gates. After news of the investigation broke, she liked numerous tweets blasting him as a pervert, even as her older sister joined him for an event at Trump National Doral, where he called himself a champion of women. She also posted a mashup TikTok video in early April of young women, possibly friends, alleging the congressman was guilty and should be thrown out of Congress. She added the hashtags Matt Gates Human Trafficking and Matt Gates is a tool. I don't know what the hell's up with her sister, but uh... she says she's like, he's, he's. She says that he is a master gaslighter. And basically, her sister is fully convinced that he is completely innocent. He's just a good, sweet boy from Florida. I bet she's, she's probably kicking herself that they weren't married before the accusations come out so she could use it in divorce proceedings. Because he obviously, as we all know, comes from a very wealthy family. He does. Who own the Truman Show house. They do. Uh, so, yeah, obviously, those holidays, uh, the old family holidays, are going to be a little awkward <laughs> moving forward. Uh, I, I guess uh, Ginger Lucky came out and was like, "Oh, uh, oh, you mean my estranged?" Yeah, sister? she's like, and she she's like, she has mental illness, like she's crazy, and yeah, like uh, like maybe I, she does have mental illness, but like <laughs> I can't remember if it was Daily Beast or another outlet did a just a cursory glance of their Instagrams where they were hanging out together as recently yeah. as a couple of months ago. Yeah, my estranged. Oh, you oh you mean my estranged sister? Anyways, uh, moving on to another politician, though, who, regardless of what you think of his politics, is the polar opposite of Matt Gates in a lot of ways due to being a total square and living in a state that almost resembles it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> almost. Just barely not. It's two squares. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would be Senator Mitt Romney of Utah, the man that uh, really brings the two sides of the political spectrum together to hate. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you're Republican or Democrat. But I just know I get booed all the time. He represents the people of Utah. Yeah, He he knows his place. Yeah. Uh, Last week, he posted a video to his YouTube channel for Pioneer Day, a state holiday in Utah commemorating the arrival of Mormon settlers into the Salt Lake Valley in 1847. And, uh, uh, well, let's just uh, watch the video. Uh, It's short, but uh, here you go. 
Today we commemorate the pioneers coming into this extraordinary valley, making the kind of sacrifice that uh, allowed us to live the lives we live today. This beautiful capital behind us uh, uh, is an indication of the capacity of our state. I think about those pioneers and the sacrifice they made. Coming some 1,300 miles from Nauvoo, Illinois, uh, led by Brigham Young and Carly B. Pratt. He was my great grandfather. Most people, of course, that live here today have no clue. remember the sacrifice and the dedication of these great souls who helped create the beginnings of our state. <laughs> so it's like the nightmare situation we would have when we used to go like travel to like gaming oh my events God, yeah. and have to like and like kind of convention centers are like on the water and yeah. it's just wind just blasting the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, it's unclear what's going on there. I mean, the man is clearly wearing a lavalier mic on his shirt, yet the audio sounds like it's coming from the video camera's mic, and the camera is not close to him. They might not have, like, saved the audio from his Yeah, pulled it differently or something. There's a a number of ways this could have gone wrong. They could be using the backup mic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The lava might have not even been plugged in and they're using the backup (laughs) because they're like, well, we can't shoot this again. And this has to go up because it's goddamn Pioneer Day. I mean, it's a minute long video. They could have shot it again. Like they could. And also they could have filmed this literally anywhere. There's no reason he has to be like standing outside in front of the Capitol. Look, regardless of what you think (laughs) about his politics, that's just the kind of guy he is. (laughs) Like that defines his character. To film it again would be to lie. I would be lying to my constituents that I got this right the first time. What I no, I'm saying that he w- wanted to be in front of the Capitol it, to represent. That's the kind of person he is. He goes out of his way to get the right shot yeah. in front of the Capitol <laughs> outside. Yeah. Uh, and probably went to go do, I don't know, congressman stuff after that. Probably. And the production team and everyone was like, we literally can't get him back. He had a lot on his schedule for Pioneers Day. Yeah. I wonder what, what do they do on pot? If you're from Utah, let us know. Because I, I, this is the first time learning about this holiday. It's the only day they can drink coffee. <laughs> It's like rum spring of performance. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, boy. I'm I might gonna... just tell a lie. <laughs> I've had one tall <laughs> cappuccino from Starbucks, and I am, <laughs> I am absolutely wired. Yeah. I could climb that mountain over there. I could swim the Great Salt Lake. It's the day that our, our forefathers rode the seer stones all the way over from the East Coast. <laughs> they rode those babies for miles. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, great job. Uh, happy Pioneer Day, everyone. It's just the person that he is that this is the video that gets put up. Yeah. Like, this only happens to Mitt Romney. I wasn't elected for a video production quality. I was elected... To lead. To lead for the, the people of Utah. Yeah. And uh, and guaranteed, he went to the airport after that to go back to D.C. and got accosted by some psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rhino! <Yes. laughs> oh, jeez. He just gets yelled at in every airport he goes to. He's just sitting there like, oh, man, not again. He is... Like, he's a a Republican that I actually feel emotionally sad for. Yeah, like, I think his politics fucking suck. Yeah, I don't agree with him politically. Although he's still, like, on the scale of things, (laughs) I probably have much more in common with him than most other Republicans. To bring it back to what we were talking about early... Earlier, Mitt Romney is that parent from 10 or 15 years ago where you might not agree with him, but you're like... Our politics are different. Let's just have a beer and a yeah. little bit of barbecue. Well, I can't have a beer, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll and, join you for barbecue. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is your mom now. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. That's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. He's a, he's a fossil from a, a different time. He must be protected. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, that. that's the thing. He agree to disagree with Mitt Romney, but, uh, you know, he really gets the, uh, the shit end of both sticks. He really does. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, before we get into the headlines half of this show, this episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Now, you might not know this, but the movies and shows available to you on Netflix are vastly different depending on what country you're currently in. You only ever have access to just a small fraction of the full Netflix library. But what are you supposed to do? Catch a flight to the UK whenever you want to watch Top Gear? No. Bullshit. With ExpressVPN, it's a whole lot simpler than flying across the world. <laughs> Uh, and you can also you can experience other countries' Netflix libraries by just clicking a button. Watching Netflix without using ExpressVPN is like paying for a gym membership but only being able to use the treadmill. Cardio is not going to build muscle. Nope. 
ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. You're tricking them. They've got, <laughs> they've got almost it's a real rickroll. <laughs> they've got almost a hundred different server locations, so you can gain access to thousands of new shows. Watch Inception and Pulp Fiction on Canadian Netflix. Watch Spirited Away on Australian Netflix. Watch Modern Family on UK Netflix. I recently used it to start watching Better Call Saul season five on UK Netflix because it doesn't go to American Netflix until st- season six starts, and that's still like two years away. Now that Bob Odenkirk, yeah. thank the Lord, get, get is well still soon. alive. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, there's so much out there. So much to watch. Uh, ExpressVPN works with many other streaming services too. Uh, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and more. Just open the app, select a location, tap one button to connect, and refresh the page to access the geo-restricted show that you want to watch. But hey, why choose ExpressVPN over other VPNs? Well, it's got blazing fast speeds that let you stream in HD with zero buffering, and it's compatible with all your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, etc. And ExpressVPN encrypts your data so you can browse the web securely. Anytime I have to jump on public Wi-Fi, Yeah, yeah, definitely. So be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash weeklyweird. Don't forget to use our link at expressvpn.com slash weeklyweird to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. This episode is also sponsored by Upstart. If you're carrying a credit balance month after month, it can feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of debt. Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart knows that you're more than just your credit score and is expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com weird. That is upstart.com weird. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash weird. All right, now into the uh, weirdest, wildest headlines from around the world from this week, starting with COVID-19 coronavirus. Women are claiming boobs get bigger after having Pfizer jab. This is a trick by the, the pharmaceutical companies to get all these women to take the shot. This would work better than the incentives that they're doing because, as I said before, Word on the street, feet on the beat. Incentives are uh, giving people that are hesitant even more like, oh, well, why would they have to give me money if it's so good? Yeah. So yeah, maybe like, hey, your Moderna makes you have a bigger dick. Pfizer, you want bigger boobs? Hey, maybe a booster's in line. Yeah. <laughs> they should put some party drugs in there too. Yeah, I mean, I think that f- the fi- like if you mixed in like the Pfizer and like uh, MDMA. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling pretty I've never good. Never felt better. Yeah. Yeah. That counteract any and- side effects. Although you might get a little too close to people after that. Yeah. You still yeah. want to maintain that. Uh, it's hard to social distance when you are rolling balls. <laughs> <laughs> get over here! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so apparently apparently this this actually is true, sort of, for some. It, it basically, an immune response to the shot that a lot of people have is their lymph nodes enlarge a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, for women, that can mean their breasts seeming like they're larger than before. I don't think probably all that much bigger. But, um, yeah. If you're uh, if you're still uh, apprehensive about getting the shot, and you're a woman, and uh, you know maybe maybe consider the Pfizer jab. It uh, it might do wonders for your uh, performance out in the the dating game. Yeah, you know, gives me confidence to go outside mm-hmm. and maintain a normal life, and the confidence I need to uh, attract a mate. Yeah, the boys are gonna be clawing at each other to get to you after you get that vaccine. Yeah. People are dressing in disguise for COVID-19 vaccines, Missouri doctor says. And they're doing this because uh, of the potential negative reactions of people in these states and their family members. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Missouri's where Lake of the Ozarks is. We talked about that on Tech News Day if you haven't been there already. But yeah, the attitude in Missouri um, seems uh, to be uh, the vast majority of people there. Do not are actively hostile towards the yeah vaccine. yeah not just apprehensive <laughs> yeah. hostile yeah they're hostile to the idea of getting vaccinated um, yeah so yeah according to this doctor I don't this headline is kind of weird because the, what the doctor mostly said is like people aren't telling their friends and family they're going yeah. and getting the vaccine secret I don't think they're putting on disguises like although unless you consider a mask a disguise but um, 
I mean, I guess for a lot of these people, a mask would be a disguise because they, yeah, they don't we wear them otherwise. In, for last week's episode, people in the comments, that someone was in the comments that said that, that they work in Lake of the Ozarks and was just like, you guys are putting this lightly. It's chaos here. And other people saying that, yeah, they get, uh, you know, accosted when they uh, are wearing a mask out in public. It's like, ugh. It's, it's, it's sad. I, it's just These times yeah, it's in. very sad. It's 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 ridiculous that people are like secretly they're sneaking away to get the the shot and like their families like I'm not getting vaccinated. And they're like yeah me neither. I hate vaccines. This putting microchips in you. This band aid is from uh, cutting myself shaving my arm. By the way, it's not from needles or anything no. I just like doubled up on the uh, <laughs> the uh, smallpox vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good one, the good one. Yeah, the one that's <laughs> FDA approved. Yeah. Uh, By the way, that FDA approval is coming in like three weeks. And it'll oh, be, good, that'll change everyone's It'll mind. be very interesting to see, because that has been one of the top, like, talking points. Was like, it's, you know, it's only, it's got emergency authorization. authorization. It doesn't oh, have full get, authorization. Get ready for the conspiracies about the FDA yeah. coming real soon. Yeah, like, that could, yeah, because that was never actually a factor for them. It's just an excuse. Uh, you know, capitalism. Take it or leave it. But, and this is a another just depressing fact, but at least big corporations are forcing their employees now to get the vaccine. Yeah. Walmart just announced and that their employees. And state governments. Uh, uh, Disney. Uh, yeah, state governments, of course. But like Walmart and other companies are being like, you have to have it. Yeah. It'll probably go to the Supreme Court in a while. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that'll be interesting to see. How that turns Lawyers out. Lawyers will be circling. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Ugh. Trial begins for British Columbia man accused of breaking quarantine to go to Flat Earth Conference. And this guy is like a real piece of work. He's this Canadian guy. We, we forget about Canada, but they're... We always forget about Canada. They're... Uh, America's hat. You know, COVID, if it's proven anything, it's proven how horrible so many Americans are, but it's also proven that Canada is not immune to uh, that kind of insanity. They, they got all, all sorts of cranks up there, including this guy who's like, checks every box, flat earther, anti-vaxxer, uh, COVID denier. Uh, he, he runs like a yoga studio that like refused to shut down during uh, lockdown. Um, yeah, he, but he, uh, he went, he crossed international borders to come to the US to go to flat earth conference and came back to Canada and under the law there, if you travel internationally, you have to quarantine for a certain amount, a certain number of days. And it's like one of those things that I don't think they really like are checking up on you that closely. But he immediately left quarantine, went to a rally and said into the microphone, I'm supposed to be under quarantine right now. And you know what I did? I came right out here. And so they're like, OK, now we have to investigate you because you literally just said it. Yeah, he admitted. He admitted. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people telling on themselves. People love to self-report. It's, uh, yeah. A United Airlines flight was evacuated after a teenager airdropped a photo of an airsoft gun to other passengers, report says. I never get any airdrops. That's an iPhone thing where people yeah, can just like... I know what it is. <laughs> okay, old man. I'm trying to... I, I've never got one. I had it turned off for a while. I feel like then, most people have it like turned yeah, off. Yeah, I, I had it turned off. Because weird uh, shit like this... Like It's a weird feature. Because yeah, if you're like in a coffee shop or something, you can just send like porn to other people's phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so, <laughs> so I, my, I, my wife sent me a picture to turn it on. She said, like it took a picture of me and airdropped it to me. And then uh, we were at an airport and I was like, I wonder if anything crazy is going to happen. So I opened it up. Nothing happened. Oh. I never get any cool uh, cool pictures. Well, maybe next time you're on a plane, a teenager will air drop a photo of a gun to you, and you'll have to tell the stewardess, and they'll have to evacuate the plane and investigate for three Man. hours. <laughs> yeah, no, I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. I just want funny memes. I, I This is like such a fucking teenage boy thing to do, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, like, literally <laughs> the most identifiable thing possible, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he, yeah, they, they eventually got back on their flight three hours later. The boy was not allowed on the flight. Dude, it, hospitality workers, flight attendants, and nurses and doctors, I, I, could, I could never do what you do. I am so sorry for the past two years, and I, I hope, I hope you get some well-needed time off and, uh, yeah, 
I, I, I more I more than so just people terrible. clapping and banging pots and pans. Yeah. Like when you leave work. Yeah. Thank you to our heroes. Heroes. What would be nice is uh, maybe a pay raise and some vacation time. Heroes. Now I clap. <laughs> Woo! Uh, anyway, you're gonna love this next headline. <laughs> Flight attendants train in self defense amid spike in unruly passengers. This they, shouldn't be their job. What's crazy about this is like this is happening for the first like you would think 9-11 of all things yeah. would have prompted airlines to be like we need to train our flight attendants in like basic self-defense. Mm-hmm. No. What 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 it took to reach that point was COVID-19 turning everyone into a fucking animal. That's what prompted this. We need bouncers on fucking flights now. I mean, we have air marshals like on so, most yeah. flights, yeah. but uh yeah, uh, I but yeah, this is good. They, I, I want to see a flight full of ninja stewardesses. I want to see a movie about that. Terrorists take over plane, but they didn't know this. Uh, this crew of this crew of pilots and stewardesses, they know kung fu. Yeah, that'd be great. Kung fu plane. Yeah, there it's, you go. It's them versus like. 300 high school kids. And a couple Karens. And a couple of Karens. They're the moms of the high school a kids. A racist in a Burger King crown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A kid who keeps showing pictures of guns to people. Yep. And multiple guys trying to open the doors. They've got... it's The odds are against these stewardesses, but they have the will and they have the skills. Are they bad enough ninjas to <laughs> make this plane land safely within two and a half hours? Make this plane land safely and you promptly have the police arrest everyone on board? Yeah. Yeah, they just have a pat like they land. They just have like a paddy wagon sitting there, and they just yeah. undo the uh, slide. They go straight into it. Whoop. There you go. Uh, again, uh, big claps out to all of our heroes, heroes, and our flight attendants, and of course uh, doctors and nurses. I've seen a lot of uh, sad videos online of uh, nurses quitting the profession, uh, and completely justified in their decision yeah, because no, they're making barely more than minimum wage mm-hmm. do, dealing with this. Yeah. A, a, a woman I saw recently was breaking down crying because she's like, I get paid $16 an hour and have been the last person that people see before they die for the course of a year straight. Yeah, that'll take a toll. Yeah. For a year and a half. Yeah, and leading up to their death, uh, they're bitching at me yeah. for things. In between like the, the worst sounding coughs you've ever heard, yeah. they're telling me that they're not actually sick. And I'm trying to implant microchips in them. What a country. Uh, New Zealand rated best place to survive global societal collapse. This makes sense. Haven't rich people been buying up plots of land there for like a decade or more? But this, yeah, this study, uh, I guess, quantified why that is. Uh, And the reasons are it's a temperate climate. So it's it's fairly global warming proof. Um, It's an island. So, so, from, so uh, getting pe- like people sneaking in yeah. be a lot harder, and it's also like super remote. Um, and it has like the ratio of arable cropland to population is very very high. Great livestock. Yeah, they, it was like New Zealand was number one, and then it was like Iceland and Ireland. Now, Iceland's like, uh, getting more and more uh, able to produce plenty of different types of crops because, well, the glaciers are melting and. Uh, it's not, everything's not frozen 90% of the time. Yeah, the, the, the spigot is flowing in The water is Iceland. flowing. Yeah. Uh, and also, I, I think they looked at these countries' like self-sufficiency. Like, if they were somehow to be like cut off from other countries, like, do they have the infrastructure and manufacturing yeah. to be able to like sustain themselves? Yeah, I, I, I don't want to give it away because I, I you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go there. But apparently, America, the safest from global warming or at least to live the longest without being absolutely just ravaged by global warming is, um, wouldn't you know it, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. The UP, yeah. where Joe Para lives on uh, Joe Para Talks to You. I'm not, hey, look, I called it first. The Upers. Uh, that's my area now, as soon as everything hits the fan. But uh, uh, as far as earthquakes, hurricanes. Yeah. Uh, like, freak, it's gorgeous. Freak weather systems, uh, and it's also northern enough to where the heat of global warming won't affect it as much, although the winters will still be very cold, but uh, better than burning alive. Yeah, for Um, sure. So there you go. Ancient Gilgamesh tablet seized from Hobby Lobby by U.S. authorities. (laughs) We covered this like three years ago. I mean, yeah, it's been going on for a long time, but it still cracks me up so much every time I'm reminded that the craft store Hobby Lobby has also like a side hustle of uh, buying ancient artifacts that are 
almost all like stolen and illegally like they like, not just buying like but, stolen uh, from war zones in Syria and Iraq. Yeah, not just buying, but allegedly like paying people to go find them. Yeah, uh, like not just someone being like, oh, there, I have a dealer guy that has you know ancient religious artifacts. It's like allegedly funding uh, missions to get uh, these yeah. artifacts. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's very strange. Like yeah. Gilgamesh tablet seized from <laughs> Hobby Lobby. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Well, it's it was right there. They could have just walked into the store, got it. It was sitting there. People didn't even notice it. Right next to the live, laugh, love, yeah. uh, and it's wine o'clock. Yeah. Uh, tablets. Oh, how much for the Gilgamesh tablet? Oh well, uh, it's a bit much. Gotta ask my manager. Yeah. Is that ancient cuneiform? <laughs> Is that written in the Akkadian language? Yes. <laughs> uh, Party goers kill gunmen with bricks after he opened fire at Texas home. The only way to get a bad guy with a gun is with a bunch of good people with bricks. Yeah, you should always keep. A, That's why we have the brick wall. Keep a pot. Yeah, <laughs> always keep bricks nearby. Like we, if we ever have an emergency, I just take a sledgehammer to that wall. Look, uh, weapons. Like look at all, um, all my weapons. Yes, you can pry that from my cold dead hands. But yeah, this guy got. It's like a fight at a party. He left, came back with a gun, shot someone. I think he actually killed someone. But everyone else at the party just ran over to this big pile of bricks and they stoned this man to death. So, there you go. It's pretty hardcore. Yes. American cars are now almost as big as the tanks that won World War II. The photo comparison is great. It's like a, uh, I don't know if it's a Ford or a Chevy or whatever, but it's it's one of the big, like, super duty whatever trucks, and it's as big as a Sherman tank. Yeah, the Sherman M4, I think it was, yeah, whatever, the Sherman tank. And twice as reliable. Yeah, it's the Sherman, and then one of the Panzers, and then the Russian tank are, like, the article has a graph in it that shows just like the compared dimensions between those three tanks and like all the super duty trucks available, and it is uh, very close. You're you're fucking driving to Starbucks in a vehicle almost as big as an <laughs> armored vehicle they used to use in war, and burning three gallons of gas to yeah. get to just a Starbucks and back. You know, I bet if our tanks in World War II, if they had been rolling coal as a intimidation. Factor, we would have won the war even faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you you're see the black right. smoke coming, you're like, oh my god, it's the Americans. Yeah, and they have Punisher logo on it. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, say what you want about our big, beautiful cars, automobiles, trucks, and what have you. I've been to Europe, rented a car there. Very cramped, very uncomfortable. I, uh, I haven't had this problem. Every time I've been to Europe, I've nah, I like I've, a big car. I've I've I like I've been a big able to car. I've been able to get like uh, basic like crossover vehicles. Those are actually pretty popular over there, like the Rav Four style cars. That's usually what I get when I have rented cars over there. And uh, still not big enough. It's been quite satisfying. Still not big what enough. What do you need to haul? A suitcase? You need yeah, a no, fucking you need the room. You need the room. <laughs> Spacious. What are you, fucking Shaquille O'Neal? When, when oh, I the get into my father-in-law's slow. truck when I visit, it feels like I'm just getting onto a couch. Like, just like, oh, oh yeah, now I can take a load off. Oh, it's got the bench seat? No, it's just fucking huge. Oh. Like, the seat is, like, yeah. <laughs> they're gigantic seats. But then, and there's so much room. It's a truck, and it's like you get to yell to hear to the back seat. Yeah, and it's awesome. You go to the store, you got to do, like, a 20-point turn to get into a parking space. Look, the, the <laughs> parking lots in the south, Elliot... Anywhere outside of a major city, they they have a wide berth built into them because there's more space. You know, it's funny. I recently learned uh, that most of the, yeah, the the Super Duty class of of trucks, uh, most of them are too big for the standard size garage door. Yeah. Like, they're too tall and also too long. But why would you want to hide such a beautiful truck? (laughs) They're trying to hide that truck away. What are you doing parking in the garage anyway? The garage is for guns. Yeah. Uh, uh, crossbows. That's right. Uh, the second fridge. That's right. The second the meat fridge. The meat freezer. Yeah. And uh, all and, and a car that is constantly in uh, being repaired or remodeled. And a big stack of dirty shoes. And a big stack of dirty magazines. Yeah. <laughs> the garage is for porn. <laughs> yeah. The garage. Stay out of the garage. That's where my tools and my pornography are. <laughs> yeah. That calendar's from 1986 and features a woman in uh, various states of undress. That's right. But I like the way it looks, and they don't make them like that they anymore. They don't have pubic hair like that anymore. It's the no, only they way, don't. The only way place I can find it is in that magazine right there. No, they don't. 
Next headline: A TripAdvisor reviewer left a scathing one-star rating for a Marriott resort after witnessing a crocodile drag a guest into the ocean. The hotel apologized for an unpleasant experience. Uh, the person survived. Yeah, yeah, it was so just yeah, it was just a little goof. The crocodile came up, tried pulling him into the ocean, and they they started hitting it with their hands, and they scared it away. And the crocodile was like, "All right, you win." And uh, concierge very helpful, check-in process smooth, wonderful coffee bar. The breakfast buffet was very nice. Our hotel had a decent view. Uh, one negative though, the view allowed us to see a. Attack by crocodile, yeah. uh, which was traumatizing to the family. That's literally what the, the review itself. It was like, it was like, yeah, uh, accommodations four out of ten. Restaurant five out of ten. Uh, room, five out of ten. Like, you know, room service uh, three and a half out of ten. Um, seeing someone get almost eaten by a crocodile, I'm going to give that a zero out of ten. That does uh, average down the rating quite a bit, I'm afraid. Yes, but otherwise, pretty nice. I don't know. Those review the, the scores are pretty low, but. Uh, Look, the person survived. Uh, hopefully Marriott was like, look, we'll give you an extra night. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know what? How about a late checkout, too? Yeah. There you go. I always get the late checkout. Mm-hmm. They want me out of this place at fucking 10 a.m. after I've been drinking? I think the worst part, worse than the late checkout, is the fact that you can't even check in to like 4 p.m. at a lot yeah. of hotels. Yeah. That's way worse than the early check. The older I get, the less I care about the late checkout. Because usually if I'm at a hotel, it's like I have to go catch a flight anyway. Yeah. No, it, it's weird to fly out in the middle of the day. That's what, what weird people do. But uh, the, the like landing at a place and being and getting to the hotel like 11 o'clock in the morning and then being like, um, yeah, I think maybe like three or four. And it's like, oh, great. So I'm yeah. just going to sit in this fucking lobby or walk around. Or you can give them your suitcase and come back later. No, what am I doing? Walking around? Yeah. I, I already smell because of the plane. That's true. You do want to shower. Uh, earlier checking. Uh, yeah. Yes. Come on. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode of Weekly Weird News, Weekly Sad News, Weekly uh, Weird News. Yeah, we gave you the poison up front, the bad yeah. news up front. Yeah. A little bit of fun later. Wash that, that poison down with a little bit of fun. Uh, hey, uh, check in on your parents. Make sure they're not... Uh, you got to catch them when they're sliding into Install the Install some filters on their computer while they're not looking. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Put a child filter on it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, just... Swoop in if you notice the signs of a full-on QAnon addiction. Uh, let them know that it's crazy before it gets to the point where they fully believe it. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you soon. Check, Check out all our videos over ones. here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, new episode of News Dump where we talk about Martin Shkreli uh, losing his prized possession, that Wu-Tang album, and uh, wondering if we'll ever get to hear it alongside Scarlett Johansson just suing the fuck out of and Disney. And it is been, getting nasty. There's been more lawsuits since then. And it's getting, uh, yeah, Disney's publicly fighting back on this, which is odd. Yeah, uh, because it makes them look really bad. It does. Uh, and, uh, of course, the most recent episode of Tech News Day. Check both of those out. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell and like the video. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.